This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! It can only get better. Welcome to the warm up episode 81. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview Blackpool, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw. Tom, how are you? Long time. Hi, Brady. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. How are you this morning? Yeah, it's morning. Ooh. Yeah, it is morning. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's uh, We're fresh from the transfer window. We know what the squad's going to be to at least January, um, yeah. bar one or two, maybe free agents. So yeah, no, all good. Um, but we are joined as well by David Sedell. David, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, First time I'm a bit nervous, but yes, looking forward to it. Discussing transfers in the next Blackpool ahead. So Yeah, exactly. you'll be fine, mate. You'll be fine. Yeah. Welcome. We're we're obviously very unprofessional on this, so there's no there's no nerves, no no need to be nervous. Tom, you said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, it's all right, mate. You know you you've got you've got the chalk on your boots. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Look, I, passed anyway, fir- I passed the first test and didn't mute myself, so it's a, it's a start. <laughs> that is good to know. Um, yeah, no great stuff. So um, we will get into it. I've done a little jingle for this, Tom, because it's time for transfer review. It's transfer time. Okay, so let's talk about the transfers. So we've got 11 players in, 22 have gone out in this window. So I'll, I'll read the players in. So I think we'll do players in first, then talk about the outs, and then we'll move on to the Blackpool preview. So in, we've got Will Boyle. From Cheltenham on a free, David Kasumi from Milton, uh, from MK Dons. It was undisclosed, so there are basically every transfer we've got is undisclosed or free. So don't get excited. Uh, Colin Mahoney, Millwall on a free, Carl Hudlin, Solihull Moors, um, Jack Rodoni, AFC Wimbledon, Yuta Nakayama from PEC Swole, Tino Andrian on loan, Kane Kesler Hayden on loan from Villa, Tyree Simpson, Ipswich Town undisclosed, Luke and Bette. Uh, Manchester City on loan, and finally announced just before midnight, Michael Mikel Hellick from Barnsley Undisclosed. So, uh, Tom, I'll come to you first. Quite a few ins, 
probably needed, seeing as uh, five of the players from the playoff final out here. Uh, which one do you like the look of most? I know we've seen some in action already. Yeah, uh, probably Jack Rudoni, I think, as a as actually seeing them in person, I've been very impressed with him. Um, I'm excited for Helic because uh, I think that's what we've we've been lacking this year is someone at the back, basically, who's going to uh, boss it, um, and hopefully he'll do that because um, he, he in a pretty rubbish Barnsley side last year, he he held them together quite well. I think he help them keep the scores the score down in a few games and stuff like that. So I'm quite excited to see him slot in there. Um and then I don't know. I, I mean Kasumu it's this summer there's just gonna be it's obviously going to be really frustrating because that little stint he had against Burnley I thought he looked great. Came on, got stuck in, made some amazing tackles and then he just got injured after about 15 minutes. So if he can stay fit, I think he can be very good. Um, but I, th- I think we've we've brought in some decent, decent signings. To be honest, it's just whether they can gel. And the big question is, I mean, and this is the Kasumu supposed to be that replacement. But if he's going to keep staying injured, have we done enough in midfield? Potentially not. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's an important question, David. What about yourself? Do you do you agree with? Um... Tom, about the midfield issue, um, any standouts in the transfers for you as well? Yeah, I think we've left ourselves a little light in the middle. Um, I think Kasumi's got plenty of potential and ability, but his injury record the last couple of years suggests you can't maybe rely on him to play 40 games a season, which we sort of need if we're going to get any sort of consistency. Um, I prefer Rudoni personally a bit further up the pits. Um, but he's obviously got a great deal of potential. I think was his best for AFC Wimbledon last season when we um, a bit higher up, making late runs into the box and getting on the end of end of balls. So link, linking up that play in the final third, as opposed to maybe being that pivot he is at the moment um, in front of the back back four, back five. Um, yeah, I just don't really see that the quality up front as such. Which is, I think where we didn't score enough goals last year. I don't. I struggle to see where we're going to get more goals from. Um, hopefully a fully fit Andrew and will address that a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think we've done enough up front to to improve that weakness really. But also also Green Helic as well. I, I was he was one of my targeted signings I wanted to start the window. So I'm very pleased that got over the line. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I'm saying with you guys I think Radoni's impressed me. I think Nakiyama um be interesting, we'll probably come on to it, but um, I think he's stood out for me in spells. Um, potentially could could shift um, to, to left wing back. Um, Andrew, we know his quality, you know, as we've seen it in, in short bursts, if he can get that consistency. Uh, Kesler Hayden's impressed me as well. I think, um, I think he looks quite direct and um, like exciting. So I think totem solid, but you know, and totem's been playing kind of in the back three, but um, I think Kesler Hayden could be good and maybe maybe Pippa levels potentially. I, I think that might be a slight upgrade based on the Pippa we saw last season. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'll be lying if I said I knew a lot about Luke and Bete. Like, it's just another young loner, lone player from Man City. But if he can do half as good as Colwell did, um, yeah, we're, we're in for a treat, aren't we? So, 
Yeah, so they're kind of all the ins. So I'll just read the outs and then we'll come on to the questions from listeners. Uh, so Vallejo was released. Reese Brown, remember him, Forest Green Rovers. Jamal Blackman went to Exeter on a free. Fraser Campbell was released. Naby Sarr released and gone to Reading. Carol Iting released. Keen Harrett on, gone to Bradford City on loan. Josh Osterfield to Harrogate. There's quite a few Harrogate loans in it. <laughs> Jaheim Headley, Harrogate on loan. Critchlow, Bradford City on loan. Pippa, Olympiakos. Undisclosed, Matt Daly, Harrogate, loan, Carl Hudlin, Wimbledon, loan, Toff and Lewis to Forest, as we all know, Scott High to Rotherham on loan, Rolando Aaron to remember him, Motherwell FC on loan, Jacob Chapman to South Salford City on loan, Danny Grant to Harrogate on loan, Edmunds Green to Wigan on loan, Josh Caroma to Portsmouth on loan, and finally Kieran Phillips Morecambe on loan. Um, we got one one of the questions. I don't know what you guys think. I was quite surprised to see. Edmunds Green and well, you know, I know it was earlier in the window, but Scott Hyde gone to loan to two teams in the championship. Tom, what are your thoughts on that? I don't agree with it, to be fair. I don't get why you'd send two lads from your squad to teams in your league that could then potentially <laughs> hinder your position in that league. If they're I just, especially with those two players, because it sounds like High isn't particularly starting at Rotherham, but he's coming on. He's almost doing exactly what he was doing for us last year, like getting a chance. And then it's going to be interesting to see what Reg gets as well there. Is he, is he going to have the same where maybe he doesn't start, but he plays the odd game? So then it just asks the question, what was the point of learning him out anyway if he's he's doing, if they're both doing what they were going to do at town? Um. I think Scott High's a miss because I think he does a job this season for us, especially given what's going on with midfield at the moment. Um, Reg is interesting. I thought he, he's had a decent start to the season, settling in, um, played quite a few games and then to just kind of ship him off to another championship team. I don't know, Brady. I just find it very strange, um, especially the way things are going. We're going to be in that kind of bottom half this year and then to send them to two teams who are probably going to be in a similar situation as us. Um, it just, for me, doesn't particularly make sense from a competitive side. Yeah, I think um, I'm kind of with you on that. It seems it seems strange. I think particularly the Reg one, because I know we've brought in Mbete and Helic, but I don't know, just, just thinking in terms of depth. I know Nakayama can play there and Turton's been mm-hmm. playing there, but it does... Does seem a bit weird, and like I agree with you. I don't think Reg has put a foot wrong, really. Like, I, he's not been standout, but I don't think yeah. he's been standout so far. The city uh, lad's got to be good, he's only 18. And if he's coming in and basically sending Reg out, so what's Reg 23? And he's what he's like one of our players. So this city lad has to be good, you know what I mean? I don't. Because then I, I also don't see the point in that. If this City lad's not either starting the odd few games, if he's just going to sit on the bench and come on, then you might as well have let Reg do that. That's that's what I don't get as well. It's going to be interesting to see what um, the lad from City offers. I, I forgot his name. What's his name? Mbete. Mbete, yeah. Uh, it, because, like, that that just doesn't colorate, colorate words. Colorate. Colorate? Is that a word? I just made a word up. Colorate. <laughs> I'd rescue it, you. It doesn't it, correlate. 
Collar it. I can't say can't that say word. It. It's all right. It's not like we're doing a podcast <laughs> or anything. Um, but, yeah. Sids, what do you think? I think, I mean, I don't think Red's really done anything wrong in the uh, the games he has played. But if we brought in two centre-backs on deadline, that it makes sense to, to move on and play football at the highest possible level for both him and the club. Um, I think Mbete is a left-sided, so I think that's the, possibly the plan to move Nakayama to left-back and wing-back and give competition to Ruffles on that side. And then you're looking at Helig and Lees and then Pearson comes back fits. It's hard to know what they want from, from that defence. Um, I think Reds gives you the option of bringing the ball out from the back, which I feel we've been lacking. Um, Scott Hyde at the time I thought was a good move, but now at the end of the window where we haven't really got the midfield cover, it makes me one you know, bit, bit disappointed. I thought he might might do well in the, the role with Dhoni plays, really. Um, so, I mean, it's good It's good to hopefully to get some football, to get an experience out of it and come back better players. I'd hope we'd have um, recalls in January if it's not working out, we're doing well. So, um, I think, yeah, I think bit bits of sat on the fence, really. I think bits is point to lose two good homegrown players, but mm. it's also a chance to give them a regular football. So, they yeah. probably wouldn't get here. No, that's a good point. And David, sorry to put you on the, the yeah. spot a bit, but um, you did a little bit of research into some of the players. Um, is there anything, you know, just on the window in general, anything that you want to pick out or mention? Uh, what, with regards to the incomings? Or, um, Whatever you want to do, mate, yeah. as you can tell, yeah. as Tom admitted, we're not, yeah. we're unprofessional yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, just, I'd just like us to have a bit more, window just feels a little bit not haphazard, but it doesn't feel as organised to progress. As, or, yes, as, as I'd like to, I thought we maybe after the player final, we may have a bit more, bit more targeted quality or a bit more targeted players we wanted. Um, like, you know, we knew we knew we did, um, that Lewis and Toffolo were off at some stage. It didn't really feel like we had a success in plan for, for either of those. Um, they obviously keep, keep playing how we played last season and um, if we're going under continuity route, it feels like we haven't really done that in the way we play, the way we've recruited. Um, and we didn't add any, I say earlier, we didn't really add any quality, I would say, to, to make the squad better. Um, if we just added sort of squad players and potential in the hope. Um, and I think that's sort of coming across a little bit now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have. Um, Keep calling him Harry Styles, but Callum Styles mm. um, from Barnsley, I thought would have been a, a great yeah. fit in our midfield. Um, possibly a longer term hog replacement as well. Um, although Hoggy's a legend, but 30, 33, 34 years old now, you have to sort of do some sort of success in planning there. And I think you've got a 22 year old who does a similar role and can play the ball. It's, it's good to get that in. Um, and I wouldn't have minded the, uh, the left back to Preston sign alone for Man United as well. It's a very similar profile to, um, to Toffolo, but obviously it's not as easy as easy as that. So, did yeah. anyone end up signing Styles yesterday? I, I don't believe I, so. No, I yeah, think so there, there, was there were a good few clubs linked. Yeah, um, I think Millwall put in a late request for a loan, didn't they? And I think right. it was rejected, but they were going to appeal. So we d- we don't know. Uh, at the time of recording, 
Uh, I don't think. Yeah, learn. Yeah, learn off of rejected, and then Sunderland apparently were sniffing around. Um. Yeah, you're right. There was a there was a few players in that Barnsley team last year that I thought Town could have, hopefully, persuaded to hop over, and join us. But um, I mean, it's like, was it the lad who ended up going to Luton? Morris. Morris, apparently we were close to that, weren't we? But that didn't happen in the end. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's not been a bad window, has it? But Siddle, uh, David, sorry, I'm using the friend the friend name there. Um, <laughs> oh, friends. Um, but that's a really good point about we, we haven't replaced the quality we've lost. We've just kind of built better squad, play, brought better squad players in. No one comes close to O'Brien, and I think that'd be hard anyway to replace. But like, you're not even really replaced Toffolo, have you? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit. I don't know. It's not a bad window, but from that perspective, it is a little bit disappointing. I, I think it's a it's an early rebuild window. Um, mm. It's kind of it's kind of a weird situation to basically gone from relegation candidates to fifty, you no, know, an hour, ninety minutes away from the Premier League. Normally, that takes a, a big build, takes three, four, five years of building. Yeah. And we didn't really do that. Um, so while we had some initial sort of depth last year, I don't, I don't think anyone, we might not admit it, but I don't think anybody really sure was getting to a playoff final with the, the squad we had. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea was an easy place to build upon that. But now we've kind of lost six of the starting lineup from that. Um, yeah. It's sort of building again the slow build. So I think the difficult part is going to be accepting that that slow build that you probably need to be sustainable at this level. Um, mm. um, we just want to try and avoid another season where we're going to be in the relegation zone, really. I mean, wouldn't mind just a season of 14th and uh, can go to Cardiff away and enjoy it rather than having to do yeah, points from no, it. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, 14th, take that all day long. Um, can I ask a question to you both about what are your thoughts on Karoma going on loan to Portsmouth? Because contract out end of season, I think, isn't it? So is that it? Is he gone now, do you think? I mean, I think that's a... Look, it's it's clear there's something up with Karoma, like it's not working at town for whatever reason. We actually said, didn't we, you know, as harsh as it sounds, if you look at his town career... He's essentially had a purple patch when there was no fans. And I know he got that significant injury and he was out for a long time. And I think that's that's part of it as well. Um, it looks like a confidence thing to me when he's been playing for town. It looks like he's trying, you know, the classic, like trying too hard. Um, it's a bit of a weird one because I think obviously he knows Cowley and maybe that's it. But I don't know. I don't really know what the plan is. Is it like, you know, are you trying to hope he like, hits the ground running and you sell him in January, you know, mm. or because uh, to me, a season long loan and he's out of contract. Well, we already extended it once. Surely he's just leaving on a free, you know, really, um, it, which yeah. is a bit of a shame because I feel like there was, there was something there. And um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, hopefully, he, you know, does well in league one, but um, yeah, I just wonder if maybe it's a bit like a, as harsh as it sounds a bit like a Bakuna situation, like maybe it's just not, like it's just not going to work out at town, and he needs to go somewhere else, like permanently. Mm. David, what about you? Yeah, I think similarly. I think he's just. I think he needed to 
sort of a fresh start away for a bit. I think it was the last first few games sort of saw him as very frustrating to watch, really. He was sort of getting in the right areas and then snatching at it or taking that extra touch, doing that bit too much to try and try and impress. Um I think sort of contract-wise, he's he's on a free at the end of the summer anyway, at the end of the season anyway. Um, so I think if the club put him in a window, does well for six months, puts Portsmouth in a situation where they're able to just put some money toward you know, pay up front or sell on field, however the deal might be structured. But um, it, it gives the club maybe a better opportunity to get something for him than they would have done if he was just to be a bit part player and you know B team or coming off the bench on cop games or Tuesday night games here and there. So I think yeah. it's a chance, I think it's a chance to get something out of it maybe where we wouldn't have before. So it's a, I think hopefully a good move for both parties. Yeah, absolutely. Right then, gents, we'll move on to the questions from listeners because um, it's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. So Smilewell, he asked a similar question. Uh, I just wanted to shout him out because uh, we've kind of touched on it already. But why are we learning out a capable defender in Edmonds Green, who's better than what we have defensively starting? Um, we've touched on that, but again, like I think, I think we're all kind of a bit like, mm, not sure if we should land him out. Yeah. Um, well, when we come on to preview the Blackpool game, which we'll do a little bit on um, those those signings, it does you know it's interesting what we're going to do at the back. I think so. Mm. We'll see, but I think it's probably he wasn't going to start, and if he's going to start at Wigan, you know that's probably better for everyone. Uh, yeah. Even though I think we're disappointed to let him go. So <clears throat> Gary uh, at Gary Wilco seven, he says he starts with a little bit of a uh, <laughs> quite, and out of the blue we have on paper what looks like a solid black back line. But how does this help our centre midfield issues? Turn Nakiyama to move into the centre, or are we hoping Kasumu and Hoggy keeps fit? Um, we've touched on it there. I mean, with the new signings, how do you think we are going to address the midfield? Because I think we've seen Schofield was playing a four, back four a lot in pre-season. Um, but I think, you know, you look at the Stoke game, moved to a three and, you know, got the win and been playing a three since. I know we've touched on it there, Kasumu is coming back from fitness, but I'm just thinking for the upcoming games where he's still getting back, what, what would you guys do really? centre midfield because it is a problem there yeah. mm. well we said it haven't we last few pods I'd put Holmes in there give him a go at the moment we like and David touched on it Scott Hyatt looked like a good low move at the start but now it's looking a bit frustrating because he would have slot in there nicely with Kasumu's injury so you just got to work with what you've got and for me I think you I'd, I'd just drop Holmes in for a couple of games, see how he settles in there. Um, yeah, don't know, Brady. It's a bit, it's, that's the worrying part, isn't it? That middle. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think you stick with a back three for the moment. I think number of centre-backs we signed suggests that that's got to be the long the plan going forward. Um, I'd keep Hogg and Russell protecting and then look to maybe put Holmes with Doni in front of those and sort of like a, a number eight pivot and give give them space to roam to maybe try and get triangles and pockets of play. So you have two sitting and maybe allow a centre back and get your full backs further up the pitch. Um, so basically try and get that ball out of the final third. Um, but so we can play play the football a bit higher up the pitch. Because I think mm-hmm. at the moment it feels like we're, we're we're playing it very much in the final third and makes it very easy to press 
and when we lose the ball high up, we're instantly turned and one of the two midfielders out of possession and there's a gaping hole. And that's where we sort of tend to, and then it doesn't, doesn't matter who's centre-back then really, if you've got two or two and one or three on two, you're always going to be in trouble. So I think it's a, I think it's as much of a shape issue as it is personnel. Um, um, and I, don't, I don't think we've got the personnel maybe to play the way Schofield wants. If he wants to be sort of pressing from the front, I don't think we've got that at the moment. So I think we've got to try and work to our strengths, which is to, to sit back and give the fullbacks and the creative players as much space as we can. Yeah. Mm. It's tricky because I think, I know we, it's weird because I like Jonathan Hogg, you can never write him off, but I think it kind of does, like you touched on there, it poses a question of, of the midfield. I, I kind of agree with you, Tom, I think Stick Cotton's in there, but I don't know what Schofield are doing. I think we touched on it um, based on what you said, David, but also like on a couple of pods, like I still don't think Schofield knows what his best team is, which I think is a is a problem. But yeah. hey, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's going to have some time to iron it out. Um, yeah. So the final question is from, I'm probably going to pronounce this awfully, Bjorn Gambach, uh, at B Gambach. He asks, a backup senior keeper and another midfield definitely still needed, right? From the free agent pool. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I think that's about is, the keeper situation. That concerns me because Schofield's gone out. So, what we've got, uh, Bill O'Cappage. Yeah, Chapman's um, gone out. Chapman's gone out. So, yeah, if Nichols, I mean, touch wood, but if Nichols gets injured, that is a bit of a crisis. Uh, I don't really know in terms of names anyone we could pick out, but I think, yeah, I would say if it's fairly cheap, to be honest, I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't sign. Jamal, Jamal, because he was training with town. I just thought that was a bit weird to release him. Maybe he wanted to play first team. He's playing for Exeter. Um, but that was a weird one for me. Um, but yeah, what do you, uh, David, what do you think? Do you think we need another backup keeper and maybe another midfielder in the free agent market? Back, backup keeper's a tricky one because they're not going to play ahead of Nichols. So you're in mm. effect just wasting a wage in essence to probably be used elsewhere. And you've always got the emergency loan system for goalkeepers to bring in if you need him, so while you like that security, I I sort of take into sort of the, the Warnock substitution approach where you probably don't need a, a senior backup keeper if you've got um, Billy Capture who's on loan at Hartlepool last season as well. So um, on that one, I, I can sort of understand it, even if it's a bit of a, a risky strategy. Um, what was the second second part of the, the midfield, wasn't it? I think. Midfield, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Todd's Todd's not. I think. Quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think you know, with Scott High going out alone in particular now, it's just looking a little bit light. But if Kasimu stays stays fit, we has you know a good one in the team, maybe maybe that'll be a you know the difference. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at transfer mark to see free agents, uh, yeah. free agent goalkeeper, Joe Joel Coleman bringing back yeah. home. <laughs> Joel, yeah. Joel's in there. Um, yeah. What about you, Tom? Uh, any midfielders? I'm uh, again having a look at the free agents, realistic ones. So uh, removing your Ross Barclays, etc. Yeah, I'm just having a look as well, realistically. Yeah. Um, I mean, this know. is basically what the transfer team did that uh, cover on first season, wasn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a couple, but like realistically, who are you going to get? Like, and Town won't yeah, sign exactly. like an old name on big wages, will they? So yeah. you know, like. So it's also integrating them into the team as well, is, is the issue. Um, yeah. 
like their level of fitness and into integrating. We got a lot of games in a quite a short space of time before the World Cup break. So mm. um, it's almost like you may be looking at the World Cup break as a another another preseason really in there. Yeah, maybe yeah, one or two, one, one or two have gone away, but maybe then looking at that as a as a four week break to to really you know, get your mark on the team and press ahead for the December January part and from there. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, I think, I think that's a really good point. There's that dirty bugger Dale Stevens on a free. Oh really? <laughs> Potentially, but like, yeah, looking at that, I just can't. I can't see anyone that stands out on a free transfer. Um, no. That isn't, yeah, that might disrupt. There's no, like, young... There's no kind of young lads is that you could potentially pick up. Um, Ryan Thomas was at PSV Eindhoven last year, um, but he's injured, so probably fit right. off some of our recruiting policy, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. that's um. I had a look at your new striker, uh, Simpson, and on transfer yeah. market, he says it says he's out with a knee thing till December, Brady. Well, yes, the announcement um was we weren't expecting back until after the World Cup, which I know yeah. angered a few town fans. Um, but you know, I, I suppose like if he's young and promising, you think for the long term, aren't you? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If you, if you believe in him, you get the deal done, don't you? Yeah, yeah let's hope for some positivity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could spend uh, the rest of the pod looking at transfer market on sentiment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Longo, we were linked with, actually, to be fair. Um, he's yeah. without a club. And the other one, bringing back Danny Drinkwater. Don't know. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll stop being yeah. scared. Right, finally, right. chaps, let's go on to preview Blackpool. Before we do, rate the window out of 10 for town. What, what are you going for, Tom? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's a yeah. generous seven as well. I, I think who we've brought in is, like, in terms of people we've brought in, I think I think it's quite good. I think... Yeah. I, I agree with you. I've gone for a seven because I think what lets it down is people have lined out. Like, we're, yeah. we're missing some areas. Like, I think you both said it, the Scott High thing is spot on. Look good at the start of the window. Doesn't look so great at the end. Uh, David, what's your rating? I think a generous six. I think it's kind of a window we might look back on as better than we thought initially, maybe a year or 18 months' time. But at the moment, it feels a little bit underwhelming. But mm. maybe that's just a short term short term view. We'll look back at 18 months and it was the foundation of something to build upon. So, but yeah, at the moment, I think it's a six. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So, um, I'll get in my little phrase that makes me sound like uh, a bit smarter than I am but yeah you look at the age profile of these players it's moving in the right <laughs> direction uh okay anyway let's get on to preview Blackpool shall we so the 2-0 defeat in midweek for Huddersfield makes it just one win in seven in all competitions for town this season meanwhile Blackpool have two wins in the league but they lost one nil last time out to Blackburn in mid- Cosy what, what's your favorite away day Matt it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Week, uh, They've lost one of their key players, Josh Bowler, to the transfer vacuum that is not in Forest. So that's a blow, uh, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so, how are we feeling about this game then, Tom? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't want to put that annoying phrase out there, but I do think it's a must-win kind of for Danny just so he keeps the fans as onside as possible because there's starting to be a few murmurs. Um, I think he should get the same amount of time that Carlos had, to be fair. I think maybe, hopefully, because I think when you look back to Carlos's start, he was really set on a, a a formation that particularly that sometimes didn't work or most of the times didn't work. Then he began to get a bit more adaptable, didn't he? I think there's a bit of a transition potentially from like coaches who've been at the youth level where you're allowed to experiment, you're allowed to try and focus on a, a style. But once you, you make that step up, it's a bit more you've got to be adaptable to when things are thrown at you. So hopefully maybe he'll figure that out sooner rather than later. Um, but I don't know. I, look, it's it's a game that on paper you think town at home against Blackpool should be looking to get three points from. Yeah. Yeah, I had that exciting Boxing Day win last season as well, three two. Yeah, so we'd take it's a good like game, that, that one, not it? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it reignites Sauber. Yeah, another... Sober Thomas masterclass would be nice. No, it would. Uh, David, what about yourself? Do you do you agree with Tom? Do you think we should uh, we should really be looking to get a win here? Yeah, I, I, I think so. It's, you know, it goes without saying, and no easy games. But I think if you're looking to to be finished above the relegation zone, these sort of games at home, you have to be looking to get three points from, and maybe a, a, a get some goals on the board. Or sort of their defensive record isn't there greatest like ours so I think they, they sort of they can be got at um, yeah. sorry um, yeah no I think, I think that's the point but um, we always pick a key player for this uh, I'll be kind to you David because you, it's your first time on here I'll let you go first who, who did you uh, pick out before Tom lists six like he always uh, does so I went, I went for um, Kenny Dougal the centre midfielder sort of ball winning winning sort of defensive midfielder's got a good good passing and a very good uh, set piece leader scored a couple of goals this season from his from his set pieces. Uh, he's just a very sort of all round steady midfielder will keep it ticking over. Um, so here yeah, he's, he's my um, pick a pretty boring one to stand out, but you know does does all the, does all the work you need for, for a team to be successful. Sounds like we could uh, use a player like that. Uh, Tom, <laughs> what about yeah. you? Um, I went for 
their one of their leaders. I think he's been captain a few. He might even be permanent captain now. But uh, Marvin Ekpiteta. Apologies mm-hmm. if I got the name wrong. Um, but big lad, great story coming from East Forrock. So that's some football that we've seen in it. Siddle down there, East Forrock yeah. level. So. Um, Lower leagues and made that journey up through to Orion and then joining Blackpool in 2020. Um, but yeah, I just think a solid defender, and then he, he pops up with a with a few goals because he's just a big lad at set pieces, isn't he? So um I think that's one thing we've struggled against a bit of height coming in against us. So um just keeping that that worry, the the, the big lads quiet. Um because they've got a few as well. They've got a few bruises in there. And, and I think um, there might be a bit of old school footballing needed from some of the town centre-backs on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I went for Jerry Yates. Um, I think he's a good player at this level. He's got two goals in his last three. And I, I just think we've seen the defensive problems with town. I think um, probably got... A, well, they've got a good chance of uh, scoring against us, I think, given how we're playing. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've picked him. Um, but, yeah, no, they do have some good players. Blackpool are interesting side. Of, you know, obviously, Neil Critchley left in the summer, who I thought was a good manager. They've got Michael Atterton in, who yeah. I'm not so sure about at this level. But, they, you know, they've they've got some... Uh, they've been scoring a lot of goals. They've scored, um, you know, they've scored three in, in you know, they've scored six, sorry, in their last three games. So... Um, yeah, one to watch out for. Um, but Tom, it's time for a few from the other side. So uh, we sent you to Blackpool, didn't we? Did you have a good time? Did you go on the amusements? Yeah, I went on donkey, went on the amusements, um, saw the illuminations. It was really nice, actually. Didn't go in the sea, though, because um, I think they just pumped a load of, load of crap into it. So it got didn't get to dip my feet, unfortunately. Okay. What's your go-to amusement game? Um, I quite like uh, like the you know those bike racing ones where you like, like yeah. on a pod racer kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's pretty fun. That was pretty fun. So I was on that for hours, um, <laughs> and then, then met up. Uh, I met up with Joe, and uh, we had an ice cream on the beachfront. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi Joe, thank you for joining me in sunny Blackpool. So, uh, first question: um, How do you think you'll fare this season, and what are your expectations? I think it's fair to say that Blackpool have had a pretty turbulent summer. Uh, obviously, kicked off with Neil Critchley leaving the club. Uh, I think that took everybody by the surprise because he was saying how um, you know he was really looking forward to the next two or three years. He just signed a new contract. And, uh, yeah, for him to leave, to, to go as a number two is especially a shock. So, um, expectations very much tempered since Critchley's left. Uh, a lot of the fan base weren't happy with Michael Appleton being appointed. Uh, I think mixture of him leaving after 60-odd days, last time he was in charge. And, obviously, his uh, Preston North End connections. Uh, neither of them really bother myself, but... Uh, yeah, quite a large number of our fan base not happy with either of them. Um, the football under Appleton, to be fair, has been pretty decent. It's been pretty entertaining. You could argue a lot more entertaining than it was under Neil Critchley. Uh, the problem is we'll definitely lose a lot more 
under Appleton because we're, we're far more wide open. But it, it is a very entertaining watch. It's got to be said, we've had a couple of 3-3 draws on the spin. Uh, you were never going to get that on the Neil Critchley. Um, everything that's gone on with the club, including a, a pretty poor transfer window, which was rounded off by our star man, Josh Bowler, going to Nottingham Forest. Uh, I think expectations are, are pretty low, to be fair. I think if you offered most Blackpool fans survival right now, they'd, uh, they'd probably take it. Do you think Appleton can take you a step further this season in the Championship? It's difficult to say. Uh, I think the football that we play under Michael Appleton is decent. I think that um, once the players get used to the different system uh, and when he finally does get to bring his own players that are used to playing in that system, I, I honestly think we will thrive off it. I think people like uh, Jerry Yates, who was in and out of the team under Critchley, they seem to have a new uh, lease of life under Appleton. The same could be said with uh, Shane Lavery. Uh, both strikers were both in and out of the team quite a lot last season. Uh, Critchley was a manager that liked to chop and change his team a lot, whether they were winning or losing. Whereas Michael Appleton's more the manager. If you've got the shirt, you keep the shirt until your uh, performances warrant somebody else having it. So I don't know whether Appleton's the man to take us forward, but I think the football's certainly going to be entertaining under him. Which player excites you the most for the season ahead? Now, if I answered this question yesterday, I'd say Josh Bowler, but obviously uh, he's gone to Nottingham Forest. Well, I say he's gone to Nottingham Forest. He's uh, gone to Olympiacos via Nottingham Forest, which is uh, even more infuriating that they've taken our best player and immediately loaned him out to another club. But uh, I digress. Um, probably one of the loan lads. We've got quite a few lads on loan. As you know, Blackpool were not the biggest budget in the championship. Uh, we're all well aware of our limitations in that department. I think, realistically, there's only Luton and Rotherham that we can compete with financially in this division. And that's the way it's going to be for the, for the next foreseeable few years. Um, the lads on loan, I really like the look of Charlie Patino. Uh, Arsenal are expecting big things from him. Uh, luckily for yourselves, he's injured, along with a host of... About four or five other players were having rotten luck with injury at the minute. But uh, yeah, uh, from the limited few games that I've seen him play, Patino looks a really good player. Uh, we've just got Ian Perveda on loan from Leeds United. I think he's going to be Josh Bowler's replacement outside on that wing. And uh, from his little cameo against Blackburn on Wednesday, he looks a half-decent player, pretty tricky. Uh, Dan Grimshaw, if I'm going to mention players that are actually our own. Uh, the goalkeeper, uh, we got him from Man City on a free a couple of years ago. Uh, he looks a really, really good keeper. Wednesday night, he really did keep us in the game against Blackburn. Made two or three outstanding saves. Uh, we've got a lot of decent players. Marvin Epiteta, decent centre-back. There's been a few uh, Premier League clubs sniffing around him. Um, yeah, we've got... Not what I'd say any real star players, but we've got a lot of grafters, a lot of player with heart. And, uh, yeah, even when we're not playing well, like the game on Wednesday night against Blackburn, they'll keep going to the end. The last 10 minutes, we gave everything. We just lacked that little bit of quality, uh, that little final touch in the final third. 
Uh, so yeah, I'd say players on loan, Patino from Arsenal, our own players, probably the keeper, Dan Grimshaw, and a centre-back, Marvin Ekpeteta. What do you think of Town coming into this season? Looking at it from the outside in, there just seems to be that perfect storm of bad stuff going on at Huddersfield at the minute. You've got that play playoff hangover from Nottingham Forest, obviously, and uh, losing big, big players as well in the summer, uh, particularly Toffolo, I'm a big fan of his, especially losing them at Nottingham Forest, that much be a, a bit of an extra sting as well. And then you've got the manager going as well, uh, who I really, really rated highly. He did an absolutely fantastic job for you last season. So, in many ways, I think I think Blackpool and Huddersfield are in similar boats, where we've both had a bit of a turbulent summer, and we're both trying to find our feet at the minute. Uh, obviously, there's, there's signs there that the performance against West Bromwich Albion was decent, the lad on loan from Chelsea. Uh, that was a hell of a strike from him, by the way. Uh, there's, there's definitely still talent and, and threats in your team. I think that once the new manager gets his style of play across, I think you'll be fine. Obviously, I don't think you'll be going for the playoffs this season, but I don't think you'll be getting relegated either. I think you're far too good to be getting relegated. And finally, what's your prediction for Sunday? Uh, despite losing, I really enjoyed the last game. Uh, the John Smiths. Really good game around, uh, I think it was Christmas, New Year. 3-2. Uh, I think we were 2-1 up and, and fairly comfortable until uh, Jordan Gabriel got sent off and obviously that turned the game. Uh, both teams in a slightly different place at the minute. Um, I'm going to be really boring and sit on the fence and go for a one all draw. I think we need to bounce back from that result against Blackburn Rovers, where even though it finished 1-0, we were fairly poor. And if it wasn't for Grimshaw, we could have lost 3 or 4-0. Uh, yourselves, obviously, you want to bounce back from that result midweek at Bristol City. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be really poor and say uh, Huddersfield Town 1, Blackpool 1. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks to Joe for that one. Uh, okay, so we'll move on because uh, we've done the mailbag girl so it's time for You're the Boss. Um, David, before I ask everyone this, uh, puts them on the spot, but this is, we'll look at the lineup from the previous game, we'll look at how you'd line up the team. But if you're in charge on, on Sunday, um, the most important question I've got to ask you is if you were the manager, what would be your managerial get up, tracksuit, suit, something random? What are you going for? I'd be, be a cardigan in honour of Scott Parker there. Ooh. Have to be. Ooh. Would what, you have two the, grand cardigan? Would you have the weird... I'd expensive. Well, he had like three stripes on his on one sleeve, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, yeah, but I feel, I feel, I feel like last good, good, good cardigans and chinos in there. <laughs> You're one of those trendy managers then. Yeah, menswear uh, over it. Yeah. That's <laughs> too, 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 too tight to buy a suit, really. So, <laughs> yeah. too tight yeah. to buy a suit, so I'll get two grand cardigans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll come to you with your team first, then, uh, David. So, uh, according to the old turf score um, against Bristol, we lined up in a 3 4 2 1. So, you had Lees, Hogg, Nakiyama in the back three, Nichols and Gold, obviously. Turt and Russell Radoni is the four. Andrew and the Thomas behind Jordan Rhodes. Um, what 
would you make any what changes? Would you bring some of the new lads straight in, or what, what uh, would you do? No, nah, I, I wouldn't bring any of them straight off. Um, I'd be, I'd probably be for more orthodox sort of five, like three, five, two um, foot system. So I think I'd have a back, back three of Nakayama, Lees, and probably Turton. I had Reds before he he moved on in there, but um, I think Turton sort of is probably the best place for it at the moment. Um, Kessler Hayden and Ruffles still as the, the wing backs, then Hog Russell, and then I'm, I was on the shoulder between Holmes and Redoni in that sort of third, third midfield slot, really. Um, sort of a flip of a coin, really. It uh, looked like Redoni picked up a knock in that game, so I don't know if he's, I've not seen the press conference yet either to know if he's, he's available. Unsc- uh, unscathed, apparently. Unscathed, okay. Yeah. Um, then I put Andrew in, in behind. Danny Ward, um, give him sort of freedom really to, to, to pick up pick up space and offer support there. Um, so that's, that would be my my eleven. Nice, uh, Tom. Uh, any any changes for you? Some um. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have Hog in the back three like he was at Bristol. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's Helic. He hasn't been playing for Bounds, has he? But he's not injured, is he? I know it's, it's a lot to ask to throw him in straight away, but I just don't know. I just think I would. Because hmm. he's he's he knows this league. He played well last season in it. I, I might I'd might pop him in. But other than that, I don't know. I think just keep it as it is potentially. Um I'd maybe take Russell out and then have Hogan Rodone if he's doing the three four two one again. Um, and then Ward, yeah, start Ward over Rhodes, I think. Yeah, Rhodes was um, I, <laughs> typical when we do this pod, Tom. I was like, why doesn't Rhodes get some more minutes? And yeah. Danny Schofield must have listened started him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's definitely what it did. Yeah, no, um, he was a bit unlucky, I think. I think that Bristol game as well, you know, although it's another defeat, we did miss some chances in that. Mm, um, big chances. So, some signs of positivity. Um yeah, I, I still think I'd give I'd, I'd bring Ward back in now. I think give Rhodes half an hour, uh, depending on how it's going. But I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think I'm going to chuck Helic in there. Um, you know, if he's fit, I know that's asking a lot, but he has played at this level, and I think we miss. You know, I it's clear he's kind of the Pearson, not replacement, but you know, the, yeah. that type of player that we're missing. Yeah, uh, and he, you know, as HT AFC Stato did a. Did an article on on our website, which you can check out. But his stats when he's in the team for Barnsley compared when he's out, um, you know, sample size and all that. But I think it's like you know they concede a goal less when he's in the team. Right. So yeah, so I'd probably go. Hmm, I'd probably go back three. I'd go Helic. I think Hog is going to play, um, but I'll put him in the three and put Lee's on the left, and then I'd have Kesler Hayden and, and Nakayama, and I'd probably have Holmes. Uh, and Redoni in the middle, Andrew and yeah. Thomas and, and Ward. I just, I think with this game, again we've got we've actually got quite a good bench, and now we've got a couple of players where we can mix it. But I think we've got to go for this. I think yeah. We've got to get a win. Um, so yeah, so I, a little bit more attacking, but who knows? You know, I'm not a manager, but yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. But yeah, in terms of match predictions, then um, David, how do you see this one going? What, what's your score prediction? I didn't actually do a school prediction. I bit on the spot there. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> probably should have Whoops. really dropped the question here. <laughs> sorry, well, just, bit, just, sorry, David. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, inev- inevitably, what I predict won't happen there. So I could say anything, but I fancy I fancy Town to to, to get a win. Um, if we can cut out the mistakes, they scored a couple of goals, win the ball off the off the back three. They scored against Bristol and Burnley, just uh, just pressing up, passing out the back. So if we can eliminate that. I'd fancy us to to sort of get get a two 0 win, get a clean sheet behind us as well. I think that that would be a big big boost to the confidence as well. So I'll just go for a, a boring two 0 Hey, I'll take that. Or a 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice one. Tom, what about you? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always I've got a few on. I don't if we I'd love to keep a clean sheet, but I can't see us doing. I think we'll score. I think if we'll win, we'll win like 4-2. <laughs> um, and if we lose, we'll lose like 1-0. There we go. Nice. So that come on then. I'm I'm pushing you to a to a score prediction now. Yeah, 4-2 town then, 4-2. 4-2 town, okay. I think we've brought these new defensive signings in, but I don't know if they're going to come straight in. I mean, we did see it with Kester Hayden, signed him and he was in. Um, I just went, because Blackpool have had two free-all draws in the last three games, so I think, and we're leaky, so I think there might be a lot of goals in this one. So I've gone, uh, same as West Brom, I've gone 2-all. I just don't don't think we've got enough to, to win a game yet. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. I think it could. I think four two, as crazy as that is, I think that could be a potential score. Who knows? Um, but we'll see. But Tom, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the amazing elbow, isn't it? Um, I think the fans could probably see. I was trying my best, hard. The amazing elbow. As a centre forward, you know the last thing you want is a goal drought starting off at a club. Started on my own up front. And the really good set of fours like Jordan were rested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, is. It is, mate, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's who it is. Um, so yeah, so uh you voted. I think you've well at the time recording, there's still like 20 minutes left on that vote. So maybe just stop voting, everyone. Because you're all voting, it's 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 great getting involved. So basically, he's gone to see this cabbage man in the kit office, um, to, and he shows the amazing elbow, these blueprints. So you voted that he just ignores him and elbows him. So the the next the next sequence is, so he shows him the blueprints, um, and he's obviously not fussed about him, um. So he just decides to elbow him, elbow him in the face, um, which is a little bit out of order from the amazing elbow because I don't think the cabbage man had particularly done anything wrong. Um, so obviously the cabbage man gets pretty angry about this um, and he retaliates by dot, dot, dot. Brady, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Um, so the cabbage man retaliates by... <laughs> Unleashing his son, Cabbage Boy Alex. Ooh, Cabbage Boy Alex. <laughs> that, that's exciting. Um, wonder why he's called Alex because we don't yeah, actually that's... know who the Cabbage Man is. His son yeah, weird, Alex. But... That's interesting. It's just vague enough that it's not libelous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, welcome to your first. <laughs> interaction with the amazing elbow what does the cabbage man retaliate with 
<laughs> I was going to go with a phone to his friend Gary Pallister, but I think I might be a bit too nervous. <laughs> nah, it'd be fine. Uh, no one's, no, no one's going to see it, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we've we said this before. We can call you, him... You can come for us. We have nothing. <laughs> yeah, we, we can call him Gary Plasterer. Yeah. His friend... He phoned, he phoned up his friend Gary Plasterer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite good. So, like, his um, evil skill is being a good plasterer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice one. Um, so, mine is, yeah, he retaliates by setting his army of dinner ladies on him. And that includes <laughs> Nellie Warnock, Tanya Pulis, and Samantha Allardyce. Um, his army of dinner ladies. So there we go. There's your three options. Um, Brady, do you want to run through them? Absolutely. So the cabbage man <laughs> retaliates after being elbowed in face by either unleashing cabbage boy Alex, calling his mate Gary Plasterer, uh, or <laughs> unleashing an army of dinner ladies. What will be the winner? Only you can decide in voting in our Twitter poll. So uh, we, will <laughs> we will see how that one goes. Um, chaps, I think that's it. Anything else you want to add before we uh, we leave the listeners? Let's um, just try and get behind Danny Schofield for this this one on Sunday. I think let's, let's um, don't forget it's a Sunday as well. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I've, yeah. I'd, I'd had to double check it was a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, um, that's it from me. Yeah, David, anything you want to add? No, just see. Remember, it's a Sunday game. So. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it's important to emphasize that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> maybe Let's tell see. Blackpool it's a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, chaps. Well, uh, no, thanks for that. Um, so, cheers for listening. Cheers for coming on, lads. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring this episode. As always, don't forget you can get ten percent off all online orders with the code AHTTC10. Tom and I will be back to preview the next game, which is, I believe, he says, stalling QPR, Queen's Park Rangers. So we've got, we will... we got a very special guest on that day as well. Might be a Ooh. number of guests. Oh, okay. And we'll leave you leave you with that. Uh, well, we'll be cock a hoop for the QPR preview. Hey, see what I did there? Yeah. Them hoops. Uh, right, okay, sh- I'll show up. <laughs> Just half an hour yeah. up the town. Up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car back to Huddersfield. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. 
That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 